Call us, 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. I don't know if anybody can beat with Steve Cohen. It's Keith McPherson on The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. You Mets fans crack me up, man. I guess we'll start right there. I've got Paulie behind the glass. So messy. Has to drop that Brian Cash. I mean, you just heard what Lugie had to say. Keith McPherson on the fan. It's a five-hour KM 2 AM. So I guess we can start there. No, I'm not starting right there. You just heard what Lugie had to say. It'll come back around. I want to believe that's tongue-in-cheek. No one can compete with Steve Cohen. He's got all the money in the world. Nobody's as rich as the richest man ever. Steve Cohen's got to compete with himself. He's staring in that mirror trying to figure out what to do still. David, you take over. Whatever you'd like to do, David. Anywho, 877-337-6666. No Monday night football. No Thursday night football. Of course not. It's Tuesday. No Nets game, really. So you got me until 12. And I've got plenty to talk about. So much so... My notes are so long. There's so many things. I just started adding on to what I did last night. So if you heard my show late last night after the overtime game, some of this stuff will be the same because my take isn't going to change. My thoughts didn't change overnight. But let's start with what's on tonight and who will be joining me tonight, and then we'll get back to the takes and then take your calls. So right now I'm watching Jalen Brunson warm up. The NBA in-season tournament on the road to Vegas. Your New York Knicks. We'll face the Milwaukee Bucks live from the Pfizer Forum in Wisconsin. Okay, cool. That's at 7.30. After that, you'll see the Suns face off against the Lakers out there in the house that Kobe built. Staples Center, now Crypto.com Arena. Other than that, I don't know if you guys are into college basketball. I am. I'm into all sports. There's not like There really isn't too much that I'm not into. But there's plenty college basketball on. And if you heard my show on Friday, I had Raymond Felton on talking about the Jimmy V Classic, which is going on right now. And the big game tonight is at 9 o'clock, North Carolina versus UConn. Uh, Also, Seton Hall is playing Baylor. And I think the other game going on in that um, tournament in the Jimmy V Classic is on right now, Florida Atlantic versus Illinois. So if you're looking for hoops, there's your NBA There's your college basketball. If you're looking for some puck and some puck talk, I got you. The Rangers are on. The Islanders are on. And then later tonight, my Devils are on. And it's a big night. It's a big night. So the Rangers will face off against the Ottawa Senators at 7 p.m. That's right now. It's 7.05. And the Sharks, after what they did at uh, the Rock to my Devils, they go to UBS to try and take on the Islanders. And then later tonight, yes, we will see the Hughes brothers. You just heard Ack talking about it. Ack actually told me a lot about the Hughes family. I think they're incredible. When we get to like the 10 o'clock hour later on, when I don't have any guests, we're definitely going to talk about Quinn Hughes, Luke Hughes, and Jack Hughes, and all three of these guys getting to play on the ice tonight in the NHL. What a dream. Uh, No relation to the Hughes brothers. Connor Hughes will join me at 8.20. Connor Hughes on SNY covering your Jets and Giants. We're going to talk about the Jets and the Giants, so let's do that right now. 
Starting with Zach Wilson. When I first saw the Zach Wilson report from Diana Russini and Zach Rosenblatt, who I had on the fan with us Friday, I said, ooh, I like this. Push back. Don't do it, kid. Don't go down with the sinking ship. It's a mess over there at one Jets drive. You're done anyway. You should have been done after last year. They should have had you third string or had you off the team. They're going to draft another quarterback. Your time is up with gang green. Don't give in. They bench you. They unbench you. They bench you. They bring you. They bench you. They want to bring you. You're not Mac Jones. And Rob Sala is damn sure not Bill Belichick. So when I saw the report that Zach Wilson was reluctant to return to the starting job for a quote-unquote injury risk, I'm like, yeah, I would say the same, bro. I'm hurt. My heart is hurt. My head hurts. This season hurt my pride, my spirit. I used to love Aaron Rodgers. He's my favorite quarterback. I thought this year was going to be different. I'm done here. You're not going to drag me through the mud. Where's my dad? (laughs) I just feel like Zach Wilson at this point is probably looking around like, are we serious? What did you think? You thought Timmy Boyle was actually going to be a better option than me? I mean, a lot of us did. A lot of us were screaming, anybody but Zach Wilson. But by the time you, you get to week 12, I mean, what do you expect? The offensive line has been in shambles all season. Their skill positions have regressed. The play caller would not have a job, in my opinion, if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers. So no one is going to have success in that offense. Even if Aaron Rodgers somehow miraculously healed up and got cleared to play, he would have had a tough time finding success in this Jets offense with the players that they have, the personnel that they have, and Nathaniel Hackett. So when I see a young Zach Wilson who has been dragged through the mud, the kid has gone through a lot in his three years with the Jets. It's a nightmare. It's a disaster. It never ends. I sympathize with him. But I saw so many people jump on his back. No, I'm done. We've piled on this kid enough. And the report happened to not even be true? I don't know what to believe. <laughs> I really don't know what to believe. I mean, I don't think a report like that comes out and there's no truth to it. Diana Russini and Zach Rosenblatt are journalists. I'm sure they had to take media ethics. Carissa Thompson didn't float that idea during halftime of the Falcons game that Zach Wilson didn't want to start. I think there's some truth to it, but I think Rob Sala, Aaron Rodgers, they peer pressured him. They bullied him essentially and said, listen, man, this isn't good for you. You can't do this. You can't give the middle finger to the organization and say you don't want to play. It's career suicide, which I don't believe. I think Zach Wilson will get an opportunity elsewhere and people will understand that this is the Jets. They ruin a lot of quarterbacks. They find disaster. And it's not all Zach Wilson's fault. 877-337-6666. But I know you guys want to pile on and say, the kid's got a bad attitude. You want to pile on and say, oh, they all they've done is protect him. All they've done is defend him. Not quite, folks. He is the butt of every joke. Nathaniel Hackett that first night was on camera, on video, saying, I'm not going to change. Challenging Zach Wilson to step up. Okay, I guess. My first year in your system... I'm in shock. Aaron Rodgers goes down. I got to step up. I'm not there yet. I'm not ready yet. Shame on the Jets for having a first-year head coach and a rookie offensive coordinator with a kid coming out of BYU early after the COVID years where he didn't play in front of anybody. Like this, The writing was on the wall. This was so obvious to see. But then I hear everybody say, oh, everybody had Zach Wilson as a top draft pick. Everybody thought Zach Wilson was going to be. Well, they ruined him. It's on them. 
And uh, I sympathize with the kid not wanting to play if there's truth to that. If he, he said injury, yeah, I don't want to go out there and potentially get hurt behind this offensive line. But now it's too late, folks. He's going to play. But now that's floated out there. He's got to speak to the media. He's got to talk, and he's got to say, no, no, no. Coach is right. I, I came into his office. I marched in, and I said, I want the ball. He, you know he's not like that. You know he didn't say that. He was watching Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon like, see? Like the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio gif pointing at the TV, see? No one can have success with this offense. It's not just me. So my whole thing was not back Zach. I know earlier in the season, BT and Sal told you guys, hashtag back Zach. Go to the stadium for that Patriots game and cheer him on. Back Zach, no. Hashtag push back Zach. Push back on your employer that has dragged you through the mud and they're about to do that again. And you're not beating the Texans. Will Anderson is going to be breathing down your neck. Then you got to go meet the Dolphins again and Miles Garrett and the Browns. I wouldn't want any of that smoke. For what? It's over here. It is done. Zach Wilson's time is done here with the Jets. He will not be with the team next year. And if he is, he's buried on the depth chart as a third-string quarterback. They probably draft another quarterback. It's embarrassing. Is anybody checking on this young man's mental health or we stopped doing that? Was that only for, like, Ben Simmons or Daniel Vogelback? Think about that. This young guy has been damaged. It's irreversible damage, if you ask me. But he's going to get dragged out there again. He's, he doesn't have a choice. He doesn't have a say. Because they pay him. It's his job. Go do your job, Zach. Yeah, go do your job like you got senioritis. Go do your job like you've put your two weeks notice in. Go do your job. And if you turn the ball over, throw interceptions, fumble the ball, and they lose, so what? It doesn't matter. It's a mess over there, and it's not your fault. It starts at the top with Woody Johnson, Joe Douglas, Rob Sala, and that measly coaching staff on offense that can't seem to get production out of anyone. 877-337-6666. Now on the other side of the building, Jet Life Stadium. It's a giant stadium. Tommy D, Tommy Cutlets. I told you, I told you we're sticking with my boy Tommy. He can sling it. We should have thrown it against the, uh, the the Jets. I don't know why we didn't throw the ball. Tommy Cutlets. He's the real deal. I told you, he's Italian. Yeah, you got to stick with that. You got to stick with the Cedar Grove guy. You got to stick with the local guy. It sucks for Tyrod Taylor. It really does because this is like a pattern in his career. He gets hurt. Somebody rises up, takes a spot. He was number two on the depth chart. He's played 13 years in the league. He made history this year. First black quarterback to win a game for the Giants. Well, the future is now. They need to see what they have in Tommy D. They need to see if this is just a flash in the pan against the commanders and the Patriots or if after the bye week, a week to rest and prepare for an opponent, an extra week to prepare for an opponent, is Tommy D going to light it up on Monday Night Football? News flash for you, folks. Nope. Nope. Not going to happen. Nah. No. You see what the Packers are doing? The Packers have knocked off two of the best teams in the NFL, quote unquote, the last two weeks. Sunday night, you saw them beat uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Thanksgiving, you saw them beat Dan Campbell, Jared Goff, and the Lions. The Packers have found their way. You've probably heard me speak about how the Broncos... It took them like six weeks to undo the mess that Nathaniel Hackett made. Well, it took the Packers some time to get over Aaron Rodgers and really realize, Jordan, you love to see it. He's the guy. Now they found their rhythm. A.J. Dillon is the lead back. Christian Watson is the number one wide receiver. Romeo Dobbs, uh, Jaden Reed, Wicks, Tucker Craft. 
They've got some guys over there on offense. So if you think you're going into Monday Night Football and scoring 10 points with Tommy DeVito and beating the Packers, you're mistaken. You're going to have to score 30 points, and I don't think you're scoring 30 points like you scored against the Commanders. Tommy D, local story, the best story we have in New York football this year. I think the story is about to take a little bit of a nosedive, and that's why you put Tyrod Taylor as the backup. Because if Tommy struggles and you want you don't want the narrative out there that you're tanking and you're losing, you'll have to potentially pull him and go to Tyrod. Or if he gets knocked out of the game, like I thought he was going to get knocked out of the Dallas game, you got Tyrod Taylor there to step in. 877-337-6666. Now, uh, Steve Summers is going to join us. I was talking to Steve on the phone earlier. I've been trying to find, yes, yeah, Steve Summers. You know, you guys know Steve? The schmooze? Captain Midnight? Yeah, Steve is going to join us at 920 tonight, around that time, to talk about the Mets, the Jets. Of course I'm going to ask him about Joe Beningo. <laughs> I don't even know if he knows about Joe Beningo. And also with the whole Joe Beningo thing, I'm, ga- I'm glad that kind of like blew over. 24 hours later, like, I really don't think it was that big of a deal. Man, I just don't, you don't know what to believe anymore. Believe half of what you see, none of what you hear. That's uh, Edgar Allan Poe and Marvin Gaye. I was putting that on Twitter. Last time you guys heard me say that, Richard Ac- uh, Rich Ackerman was like, isn't that Marvin Gaye? I'm like, it's, it's Marvin Gaye and it's somebody else. So the quotes, all right, there's two quotes. Edgar Allan Poe said, believe nothing you hear and only half that you see. And then Marvin Gaye in... Uh, Heard it through the grapevine, said, people say believe half of what you see, son, and none of what you hear. That's how I feel about the Jets and the rumors and the things going on. I don't know what text messages are exchanged between uh, Joe Beningo and Rob Sala. I think that's actually hilarious. I think that's actually hilarious that that goes on. Shout out to Joe, the Jets fan, Oh The Pain podcast, wherever you get your podcast. He actually is texting with the head coach of the Jets that probably should be fired but won't be fired because he's hitched his wagon to the Aaron Rodgers experiment. I'm not going to play one clip of Aaron Rodgers talking on Pat McAfee because I'm over Aaron Rodgers. Enough already. This guy played four plays. We see him every single day. We talk about him every single hour. He's the GM, and he's part of this disaster. What does Joe B. always say? What a disaster. Spot on this year, 877-337-6666. We'll see what the schmooze has to say about that in about two hours. Now I heard a little bit of the Lugauer, Lugie, Tommy talking about Cash and Steve Cohen. I actually was in a space today on Twitter. Spaces on Twitter are like Clubhouse. It's just audio only where people come together and chat and you just hear voices. And I was in there dominating uh, or the, the space was dominated by Mets fans, and I was in there talking about, hey, Keith, why do you always troll Mets fans? Why do you always got to talk down on us? And I'm like, um, it's not so much that I'm trolling the Mets fans. It's not that I'm talking down. Someone's got to be the bad guy. Someone's got to bring balance. Someone's got to remind you, right? I was listening to Evan today talk about how Steve Cohen could potentially be in play for Shohei Otani because of the surprises that he's had in the past with his signings. Francisco Lindor. Okay, I give you Francisco Lindor. And then Evan said, Carlos Correa. What? <laughs> you can't add that to Steve Cohen's resume. That's a blemish. That's an embarrassment. The twins signed him. 
And then SNY showed the press conference of the Twins introducing him. He never was a Met. There was two weeks where it floated around. He didn't actually sign him. So you can't put that out there. And I love Evan. I think Evan is an encyclopedia of sports knowledge and uh, a great radio professional. But when I heard that, I'm like, Evan, you can't use that to boost up Steve Cohen. I bet you Steve Cohen doesn't do that. He's changing course now. He's got David Stearns. He's learning out here. So him uh, being on vacation and striking when the Giants signed Carlos Correa and then it fell through with them and he thought he could swoop in, surprise, all that did was put a cloud over Aaron Judge being named the 16th captain of the Yankees. I'll never get over that because I knew something was off. 877-337-6666. I got no problem with the Mets. These are my Mets. I never paid attention to the Mets as much as I do now working at the fan. These are the make-it-happen Mets. I hope. I hope they come back. They were two years ago. I don't know what happened to them last year. It couldn't win a game in June. After having the highest payroll in baseball history and falling flat on your faces winning 75 games, punting at the trade deadline, firing your GM, firing your manager, you need a big offseason. And I see a lot of the minor league moves, and I, you know, obviously I laughed and trolled the Sevy move, which I was saying in the space, I'm a Yankee fan. Of course I'm going to troll the Sevy move. Sevy was terrible for us last year, and you guys picked him up. Good luck. I just saw him on Twitter throwing a little bit, but it's a rivalry. This is New York. We care about baseball all year long. I'm never taking off this Yankee hat. I'm never going to be on another side. I'm a Yankee fan, but I can talk baseball, and I know a little baseball, and I know when you hear me talk about Pete Alonzo last year and how I don't think they should trade him. And how I didn't think he was a cancer in the clubhouse. I brought Disha on, and Disha gave us some real information. I tried to throw, um, you know, water on that, put that fire out. You know, I commended Billy Epler. I said, Billy Epler, that's going to be a thank me later moment. Didn't know he wouldn't be here later to get his thanks, but I'm like, wait till you see what these prospects turn into. I think he did good. And all in all, what I think is happening with the Mets, I said, I don't think they'll be a laughing stock again. I think they're building the Mets up, not just physically in flushing with that whole area, but they're building the whole profile where Mets fans will be really proud for years to come, and they'll leave that whole Metsy, LOL, Mets, only the Mets can out-Mets the Mets stuff behind. But let's see it. We're in the winter meetings right now. Moves need to be made. Things need to happen. Yamamoto. I mean, I saw a report today from Aaron Boone. I had to go get the audio. We are in... Sources time, rumors time, speculation time. And you just got to be careful what you read. Aaron Boone said, I feel quite confident that he's going to come over here and be a really special top-of-the-rotation type pitcher. Speaking about Yamamoto, me as a Yankee fan, I said, what do you mean come over here? Come over here to the Bronx, New York? This is a done deal? You know, he said he met him already. No, he's saying come over here as a United States MLB. I don't know where Yamamoto is going to sign. I don't know if the Juan Soto deal is going to get done. I just don't believe the hype because I'm a scarred Yankees fan. It's been 15 years of a drought. I had to watch IKF, and then a report comes out today that there's 12 teams interested in IKF, and the Yankees are interested in re-signing him. For $5 million for one year, I guess. And then you're going to have to watch IKF be in the lineup and play six different positions again. Are we trying to win the World Series or not? Are they trying to make a splash or not? Are they going to spend or not? Or is this all just smoke and mirrors, Yankees for clicks, and then they're going to stay stuck in their ways because Brian Cashman told the world he thinks they're really effing good, 
And they're that stubborn to think that they know better and they're going to do things their way and not actually go for it. They have to go for it. The winter meetings are right now in Nashville. I'll have my eyes on MLB Network, on Twitter, for any updates if anything breaks. But nothing has really happened yet. And I think it's kind of hilarious coming off of the lowest rated World Series ever. Phoenix versus Arlington in the World Series. Major League Baseball does not help itself not having a free agent frenzy and a hard deadline. Because this stuff can go on for three days here for the winter meetings. It can go on for three more weeks or it could go on for three months. And we're just waiting and waiting and reading and people are making fake accounts telling you uh, that this guy's going there and this team is out and and whatever. With Otani, and this is the last thing I'll say before I break, 877-337-6666, I think Otani plays into that. Otani is like the LeBron of the sport. LeBron, when he decided he was going to Miami, he had a whole press conference, the decision. And I heard Harold Reynolds speak on Otani and his secretiveness and how it's not good for baseball. The biggest guy in the sport, the global icon in the sport, trying to be top secret and under wraps with what he's doing. And I saw people getting at Dave Roberts today, right? Dave Dave Roberts, the manager of the Dodgers, said, yeah, we met with Otani. Well, I think once the meeting is over, the meeting is over. You can tell people you met with them. I don't think that rules you out. And I also think that Major League Baseball might have spoke with Otani's camp. I think Otani is with CAA. And they probably said to them, hey, we we need something. We know you guys want to be secretive because you want to know who you can trust. You're signing with a new team. You want to know if they can keep a secret. But we need some kind of buzz. So we're going to talk winter meetings tonight. Of course, I'll take your calls on Zach Wilson. Tim Boyle is out. Uh, Trevor Simeon might start. I think it's going to be Zach. Brett Brett Rippon in a couple weeks, maybe. Whatever. The Jets are cooked. Tommy DeVito over Tyrod Taylor. It makes perfect sense to me. Local kid. Great story. You can't just tell him to sit down in favor of Tyrod. Tyrod has no future here. Tommy D might. And uh, he's become a, a cult favorite. So you got to continue with the Rudy story and see if he can actually go out there and beat the Packers. But I'm telling you right now, that's not going to happen. Other than that, we'll keep eyes on the Knicks and the Bucks and the in-season tournament. We'll get ready for some pucks, some hockey. And I'm taking your calls all night. Reminder again, Connor Hughes at 820. We're going to talk NFL football. We're going to talk specifically Jets, Giants, and the quarterback situations. And then the schmooze, Steve Summers, Captain Midnight. At 920, this is Keith McPherson. This is KM to AM, a five-hour sports talk. uh, I can't talk. A five-hour sports talk show on the fan. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.